It is Susie Ashworth here, and I have a question for you. Would you like to get a copy of my Sunday Times best-selling book, Infinite Receiving, Crack the Code to Conscious Wealth Creation for free? If so, listen up. I am on the biggest of missions. It is my desire that this book gets into the hands of 100,000 humans, which is such a crazy number. It's something like 0.4% of all books that have ever been created will ever sell 100,000 copies. So we are aiming big and I'm here for it and I want you to be here for it too. So part of our vision is to make it as easy as possible for you to get hold of this book, for you to share this book with your friends. And so guess what? You can get the book for free. I will pay for it for you. All you need to do is just pay the postage. Yes, you heard that correctly. And what's going to happen when you receive your free book is that I am also going to give you the Infinite Receiving Hypno Activation. So this is designed to work alongside the meditations that you receive in the book. And I want to kickstart your ability to receive more infinitely now. So you get that with the Hypno Activation. You will also receive the exclusive five-week course that I created to celebrate the launch of Infinite Receiving, the book. And so what you will find is in this condensed course, which actually it's six weeks because I've included a Q&A session, which is amazing. What you will find in those weeks is a real deep dive into what I teach in the book. So the value of that is £497. It is amazing. It was such a joy to deliver. And on top of that, you are going to receive 21 days complimentary access to the Infinite Receivers Members Club. So not only am I releasing trainings in there every single month, so depending on what point you join the membership, there will be months and months of trainings that you will be able to access for free in those 21 days. And I also have a channel called Daily Devotion, where I come in every single day and leave you a training. Sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes it's in the evening, sometimes it's in the afternoon. But That training is designed to inspire you, to remind you, to be an anchor for the mindset that you need to have, the lens that you get to look at the world through in order to amplify, elevate, and accelerate your receiving journey. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. You get all of this for free when you say yes to getting the free book. Like literally all you have to do is pay for postage. So I couldn't make it any easier. And what I want you to do is for you to grab a book and for you to tell a friend to grab a book. Let's get this into 100,000 hands. 
And all you need to do to claim your free book is go to susieashworth.com forward slash book for free. That easy. So susieashworth.com forward slash book for free to claim your brand new free copy of Infinite Receiving. Crack the code to conscious wealth creation and finally manifest your dream life. Everything, if we look at it in duality or has a polarity and we can get closer to one pole or closer to the other, but it's never one or the other existing in a silo. Both ends of the spectrum always have to exist. Welcome to the Limitless Life Experience podcast with me, your host, Susie Ashworth. I'm a mum of three, seven-figure serial entrepreneur, Hay House author, international keynote speaker, quantum transformation and embodiment coach, and believer in miracles. My superpower is helping female entrepreneurs like you create six-figure breakthroughs in your business fast so that you can expand into limitless living and creating an incredibly positive difference in the world. In this space, you will hear me talk all about wealth, yourself, spirit, and impact. This is the Limitless Life Experience podcast. Hello, 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 you gorgeous human being. It is Susie Ashworth here and you are listening to the Limitless Life Experience podcast. How are you doing today? I hope that you are feeling fresh and dandy. Today's podcast episode was inspired by a conversation that I had in Clubhouse in a very small room. I think there were about six of us with a guy called John Matz. And John Matz is the ex-founder of the social media app Parler, which was cited as being the main tool that the Capitol Hill protesters used to um, um, basically plan and execute their run on Capitol Hill on the 6th of January this year, 2021. And I was really keen to, one, find out more about this guy who had created this app under the premise of freedom of speech, but essentially allowed terrorist acts to take place on it. I was really interested to find out what he had to say about what he stood for and why he had allowed that to happen. And it was such an interesting conversation. And whilst I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of what we discussed, it really got me thinking about the premise of free speech and the role of social media in uh, when it comes to free speech and the proliferation of disinformation and what we as human beings, as a culture, as a society, as humanity, need to be thinking about in these changing times. And I think the first thing is, is that I have spoken about the fact that I think it's fundamentally wrong that people are being censored left, right and centre right now on platforms like Twitter and platforms like Facebook and at the same time as understanding that, believing, knowing that it is fundamentally wrong to censor 
things that you don't like just because you don't like them. I also, as an intelligent, rational human being, understand that if everybody is just allowed to say whatever they want, whenever they want, that things like war, civil war, attacks, violence, that can take place. If everybody can say whatever they want, because of social media, it is really easy to whip up a frenzy and create real suffering for us as a society. And so just to say free speech is needed and wanted and required without there being any nuance is not smart. And just to say that anything that I disagree with should be censored is also not smart. So as always, there is a grey area. And as always, there is an and. And speaking with this guy was really interesting because he was able to fill in some gaps. So I'm really conscious that one, I don't know a huge amount about the app or him or all of the backstory. So I'm really going to try to kind of keep on topic and I'm going to try to keep focused on the things that he sparked. I am going to reference him a couple of times because some of these thoughts come directly from things that he communicated to me. And so one of the areas around freedom of speech that he was able to clarify for us who were listening in the room was that really he came from a place of believing that the ideology of free speech is important and providing a platform for people to express themselves. So this was really the differentiation that he made, that freedom of expression was absolutely needed and required. And that was the real original intention of the app, to provide a place for freedom of expression. And even within that, there were Um, um, exceptions. And one of the key things that he said that he would have done differently was he would have kept the definition that they had when it came to not allowing anything of a violent nature. And what he said was that that rule got made to be very, very, very specific as more investors got involved with the platform that came from a perspective of true freedom of speech in its purest form, i.e. anybody can say anything. And that is not helpful for society. That is not helpful for humanity. And that was never the true intention of the app. And so this real nuanced piece between freedom of expression when there is no intent to cause harm or violence and true freedom of speech where anybody can say anything. They're two very, very different things. And I think the thing that this highlighted to me when I heard him speaking about the ideology of freedom of expression versus being a purist when it comes to freedom of speech, it really highlighted to me that there is no black and white And our ability to see the nuance and realise that everything is on a continuum, you know, that everything, if we look at it in duality or has a polarity, and we can get closer to one pole or closer to the other, but 
It's never one or the other existing in a silo. Both ends of the spectrum always have to exist. I think is really important. It's never, I suppose, an easier way for me to say it is that there's never just black and white. There's always this, there's always gradients. And the more a person is able to live in the gradient, the more helpful that is for us as a humanity. That was really, that came through really, really strongly for me as we had this conversation. The second big thing that really came up for me was when we were talking about, and he said that people are waiting to be outraged. And I wouldn't use those words. I think the words that I would use are people are waiting to take things personally. And as I'm saying that, I realise that I think both things are true. And I think that both things are true because I think they've always been true, but I think that they have been highlighted and exacerbated since the world changed last year. I think that 2020 fundamentally changed people. And what we saw in 2020 and what we continue to see in 2021 because of the pandemic was a huge amount of discomfort that people could not escape from. And up until the world went into lockdown, we had multiple different ways to escape the discomfort that we were feeling. And many of those tools were taken away from us. And what that leaves us with is ourselves. And depending on your level of self-awareness, self-mastery, self-leadership, that space to really look at yourself can be very, very uncomfortable. And what do we do when we feel uncomfortable? We want to offload it. And I think that, so you have that on a very personal level, and then you combine that with job losses, redundancies, relationship breakdowns. Um, And the job losses, you know, the economy piece is just huge. Like whole industries being decimated and fears around vaccines. You have the elections and left and right and racism and police brutality and all of these things that are happening at a time when there's no escape and depending on how much you read the news depending on who you are surrounded by this is coming at you all day every day and is exacerbating your discomfort to levels that you have probably never experienced before And so what do you do when you feel that discomfort? You want to offload and that's normal. And in that offloading, it doesn't feel satisfying just to release. It feels way more satisfying for you to have a deeper understanding. You know, you want somebody to explain why. Why do I feel like this? Why is this happening? Why are they doing that? And often what comes along with the wanting to know why is the needing somebody to blame. This is not my fault. And in so many cases, actually, you know, I talk about radical responsibility and I think that we always have 
to take radical responsibility for how we respond to situations. But so many of the difficult situations that people have found themselves in have literally been beyond their control. And so we're in this space where we have this time or we don't have any time because we're homeschooling and dealing with the fact that schools are closed and all of that not good stuff. But in this space, we want to say, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. You make it better, you make it better, you make it better. You make me feel better by you sorting this out. And if you can't sort this out, then there is a problem. And so it is, and because we're in situations where... In some cases, they can't be sorted out quickly. And in some cases, we're using the situation to absolve ourselves from any responsibility, either within the, within the situation or how we respond to the situation. People are offended. They are taking things personally. And they are looking for the outlet to express their displeasure and their anger and their rage. And there is a whole other conversation about justifiable rage and what we do with it. What I'm really talking about here is how people deal with their discomfort in a a non-productive way. And being on social media, particularly the apps like Facebook and Instagram, where there is an algorithm that will show you things that support your viewpoint. It's easy, really easy to get people whipped up into a frenzy. And obviously this happens offline. You know, this comes back to the conversation that I'm always having about the energy you're transmitting and what you're attracting and confirmation bias. You know, that confirmation bias isn't a woo-woo thing. Confirmation bias happens when you think a thought that becomes a belief and then the world that you live in supports that belief. In order to change your experience, you have to choose new thoughts and choose new beliefs for the world to support the new belief. Now, when it comes to social media and apps with algorithms, that is almost impossible. Because you click on a couple of things and then you just get shown more and more and more and more things that support the thought that you had, which then becomes a belief that it's absolutely right and justifiable to be outraged. It's absolutely right and justifiable to think that half the world, 80% of the world, is absolutely crazy. It's right and absolutely justifiable to think these extreme thoughts because all of the things that you're consuming support that original belief. And what came up for me really strongly is that that is never going to change until we, as humans, change the way that we educate our children in dealing with discomfort and pain. And we are never going to be able to really influence our children and the way that they deal with discomfort and pain until we have learnt those skills ourselves and then follow through. And so it was really interesting to me how this very practical conversation with a tech guy about social media and cancel culture and rage and new media and old media and all of that stuff came back to spirit, came back to soul, came back to self-awareness and self-mastery and our capacity to release old stories, our capacity to deal with pain productively 
you know it was just it was such a beautiful conversation to be a part of and it just really got my juices flowing and as always it comes back to self-mastery you know your success in life will never be determined by anything else other than what you choose and I say that really wanting you to think beyond the money being a successful human being isn't about the house you live in or how much money you have it's about your level of peace with who you are as an individual and which is a whole nother podcast, which I feel actually would be an amazing conversation to have rather than just me riffing. So that's one for the fridge. Okay, my loves, if you've enjoyed this episode, if it has got you thinking differently or sparked some ideas, let me know. I love hearing your responses to each and every episode. So hit me up on Instagram or come and visit me over in the Quantum Success Hub on Facebook and let me know your thoughts thoughts and I will see you next time and in the meantime please remember that faith plus action equals miracles.